to right now? What are you doing? You're not checking your work email, are you? Because it's probably your lunch hour. You should probably you got a you got a right to disconnect maybe for a little bit part of the day. In fact, there is new legislation in effect now in the province of Ontario that says you have the right, you have the right to disconnect. What it really says is that any firm over a certain size has to have some kind of policy about it. But wait a second, is that really going to work in theory? Or is it in practice, will it work? I mean, it's one thing to say this is our policy. Another thing to actually, you know, you think to yourself, maybe oh, I'm not, I'm not going to answer this email because we have a policy that says, oh, wait a second, I don't work there anymore. Well, that didn't work out. Uh, to talk more about it, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Lisa Belanger, who's CEO and founder of Conscious Works, a consulting company. Welcome to the program. Thank you. All right. So it sounds great in theory. I'm just going to turn off my phone. I'm not going to answer any email because it's after hours. But realistically, is that how it's going to work? I think it's such an interesting notion. And I'm so glad that this policy uh, is starting the discussion on what disconnecting could or should look like. But I can't stress enough that per industry and per person and per team, this should be very different. So we should all have the right to disconnect every single day, but when and how that happens should be uh, something that is individualized or individualized to a team. Okay, but then, so we the, the legislation says you got 25 or more people, you got to come up with some kind of policy. Uh, those policies can be very vague. Absolutely. And who's auditing these, right? <laughs> That's a so great like, question great policy or great thought. And I, again, I hope it does lead to really meaningful conversations around this subject, but putting a blanket policy in place, having these generalized um, themes and not being able to really give the leadership tools they need to set these up and to make them meaningful. Yeah. And just in terms of enforcing it and, you know, there's I think all of us who have this experience in working is, is that there's sometimes there's a stated policy and then there's the practice and those t- things can often be very different. Absolutely. It's one of those things where great notion, but like how, right? And it's the same thing we've been doing during the pandemic when we're screaming self-care at people that they might need it the most, but they don't have capacity. So without providing permission, space, support, Uh, examples leading through this. How are we doing that? So with this right to disconnect, again, I'm going back to, we keep demanding things of leaders that they don't have adequate skills for, and they didn't have a model to do. So everything from hybrid work to flexible work hours, this isn't how they were led. And if they don't get the new skill set, our old skill set won't work. It's the same thing with this idea of the right to disconnect. I wonder what your reaction to that Elon Musk uh, letter last week. I'm sure you heard about it. To Tesla I'm familiar. Like, you know, if you don't come back, you, we consider that you've been, you've resigned. What, what's your reaction to that? Uh, there's a few things. He's, he's, there's great things about being in office. And I feel like a lot of the conversation has shifted towards the great thing about being able to work from home. And what happens is when we have a change implemented on us, so for example, when we went to remote work, now being forced to whatever that new policy is, we're always going to see it as a loss-centric, or we typically see it as loss-centric instead of what are we gaining from this approach. 
So being able to look at what does in office give us, and he's not wrong in part of what he's saying is innovation and collaboration was better for him when it was in person. So being able to say that is part of what I need to work. But what we're seeing from productivity standpoints, the neuroscience standpoint is we should have some flex flexibility around our work and that we become and stay longer. So we become better workers and stay longer when we do have that. So he is ignoring that science. They also, the idea of that authoritative approach is very, very, very in the past. Um, looking more at collaborative efforts and hearing from, and then being able to figure out what is best for business. Now, I don't have the stats about if he collected stats from his own workforce, if he has a legitimate reason for um, those demands. But I think that, you know, it seems very short-sighted. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that rolls out. He also does have a company that if you stay for a couple of years, you put it on your resume and you can have, you can really leverage that. Right. right. So how so, people are looking at this as a strategic final go in office, but how long are they going to stay there? Is that the future of their career? Hmm. We don't know. Back to, to, to right to disconnect. Can we just talk about social media for a second and, and what science tells us about how people are, you know, working when they're not working, even, you know, I'm terrible for this. I'm, I have to delete Twitter from my phone (laughs) if I'm on vacation because otherwise I'll just spend all my time on it. And essentially I'm kind of working. So like you think of, so I'm just going to go back to email for a second with it, which is this right to disconnect email and other um, electronic communication. There's something that we have, it's called telepressure. And that's the term um, that we need to respond to electronic communication. So even if a leader starts an email with, don't worry about this till Monday, all you know is that person's either worrying about it, thinking about it, or going to respond, right? So we do have this like desire to interact and we, we have this pressure, especially for junior employees. Then you think of the added social media context. They have people that are doing brain hacks to hold your attention for as long as possible. It is set up for that. So it's not you, it's everyone. So being able to create boundaries or barriers around these things we know suck our attention. It's not that they are inherently bad. There's great things about Twitter, but when you know that you're giving attention for way longer than you desire to, being able to either set it up on your phone to have limits for that app which are easy to ignore, by the way, or doing the deleting of the app um, to really get that disconnect. We have to remember these are conscious choices. We get to we get to design our day and where our attention goes. So just being conscious of job sucking too much of it, social media sucking too much of it, and creating strategies around that. Lisa, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much. Dr. Lisa Belanger is CEO and founder of Conscious Works. How do you juggle these things? You delete apps from your phone. You ever try this thing where you set up your phone so it tells you, you know, you have been on Instagram too long. I really should set that up for my kids so that it just the phone self-destructs after a certain amount of time on TikTok, like it just somehow vaporizes. I think that would be the only way to get my kids off TikTok. I got two teens. I And I, I mean... I model the worst behavior. You know, I'm totally one of those parents like, put down the phone while you're on your phone. <laughs> like, so yeah, but I'm doing it for my job, see?